1: Everybody, welcome back to the ANN and after show after a two week break. Uh, James and I are, are here to discuss uh, Gundam and Heavenly Delusion and my recent trip to Japan and a lot of others. A little bit of news too. So, an une- um, so an
2: uneventful week is that? That's what it's going to be. We have, uh, don't have much to talk about. Not not much it. at
1: all, right? Yeah. I I had an airplane trip from hell. That um, I I'm home
2: obviously but was that the return trip with the uh the the delay the uh
1: (laughs) yeah you want to call it a delay all right so that made
2: the papers
1: (laughs) yeah that made the papers um oh my god so first off american airports just suck once you've traveled internationally out of any other country our airport procedure just sucks a lot of dog and pony show bullshit um due to you know a horrible terrorist attack that's 20 years old at this point. So that's why no one can wear their shoes through security anymore. Just, you know, a lot of... It's perfectly
2: logical, Lindsay. I don't understand. I mean, it it naturally follows that...
1: Yeah, it's uh, not like they've done a a study or anything to show that when they have um, people deliberately try to get things through TSA to make sure that they're doing well, that it still makes it through like 95% of the time. What? Keep taking your shoes off. It's it's, it's cool. Um, Okay. uh Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, what James is alluding to and what I, I kind of chronicled a little bit on Twitter is that when I did leave Tokyo, which was Sunday, Tokyo time, um, I flew out at like 6 PM Sunday, Tokyo time, which would have been like 3 AM or something Pacific, uh, the same day because I'm was basically living in the future. Um, that flight was fine. No issues going through Japanese customs at any point. They have cool machines for checking your baggage. So you don't have to talk or deal with anybody. Everything's expedited. Oh, Put your so fucking passport in a, on a little screen that scans it for it. It scans your bag tag for you. Takes it away on a conveyor belt. You're done. That's baggage. Oh. Flying out of Narita airport. It's like, why don't we have this shit? You know? Um, and I flew from Narita to San Francisco, which is... Um, on a return flight is shorter. It was only about nine hours as opposed to the flight out to Tokyo, which was 11. Um, I get to San Francisco and it's just, it's just madness. Like it's insanity. I get, I get through, I go through us customs where I get, um, you know, grilled by a California police officer who is not friendly and terrifying. um, Asks me questions like, do you have any foreign currency in your wallet? I'm like, yeah. How much? I don't know. Less than a hundred bucks. Why do you need to know how much money I have in my wallet? How much money do you have in your wallet? Why? It's just, I, I know that there's like reasoning for this and someone's going to be a smart ass in the comments and tell me why, but it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Um,
2: well, obviously you decided to break bad over the last two weeks and you <laughs> become an international drug Lord. Exactly. exactly. Or the Yakuza. Yes. So.
1: Right, I mean, I do have a lot of tattoos to start with, so already you know, I'm
2: so I was primed ahead.
1: for. I was primed for that. Um, make it through there. You get to a baggage claim, and I they don't give you any instructions about this. And so, if you're maybe a frequent flyer, you'd know this. But I'm like, I have a connecting flight because I'm connecting to Portland. Um, do I need to pick up my suitcase? And I'm like. People are giving me mixed messages. Like, one person said yes. The other person's like, well, when you have a connecting flight, it usually goes all the way through. I'm like, yeah, but I flew internationally. And the security theater, they probably want to look through my fucking suitcase again. You know, just in case. For, for
2: all of those uh, unmarked yen.
1: Yeah, for all the unmarked yen slash drugs I'm smuggling out of Japan. Lol. Um, I mean, some of those snacks probably do count as drugs. That's <laughs> true. Are, so. I did have a lot of Kit Kats and shit in there. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so I wait around. Yes, I have to get my suitcase again. At this point, also, my suitcase weighs um, almost 19 kilograms because I have stuffed that baby full of shit. So,
2: now just in case there are any people um, that aren't fluent in the metric system, what, what would 19 kilograms be just to make sure that no one else is confused? um listening to James is calling question. my bluff because I don't know how much that is in pounds. I only
1: know the kilogram amount because that's what they told me when they weighed <laughs> my bag in Japan, okay? So uh, I don't know. I asked my husband He said that's like 30 40 35 pounds. I don't know, roughly Let's go double, with that. Roughly double and a half. Okay, Or something, okay? That
2: sounds right. I don't 35. know the metric
1: system. I was raised in America and this is this is the quality of the education we get here. LFR in the chat is telling me it's about 40 pounds. Okay, so this hey. is bin- This bitch is heavy. And I want you to know that as as great as flying out of Narita Airport is, getting that fucking suitcase to Narita Airport sucked. Because Japan is not very disability friendly, like straight up. Ramps? Who needs ramps? Elevators? Hope you can find it. So I was dragging that thing down subway stairs to get it on a train and then dragging it back up and back down. One man did offer me when I only had like one step left dragging it back up. He offered to help me. And I was like, I've already made it this way. You should have asked me about five minutes ago when I was at the bottom of the stairs. I had um, at that point already broken a nail. I cut them pretty short for going to Japan. But um, I caught my pinky nail on something and pulled it back. So it was oozed for like the next 24 hours. There was blood and then there was just secretion of some kind this is the quality podcast you guys are signing up for here okay like that heavenly delusion was gross and
2: it's 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 anime nail network
1: (laughs) anime nail network so um and at that point also my ankles were really swollen from all the walking so my feet were they were like bricks so i was miserable until i got to narita airport and finally could check that stupid suitcase Only to find out that once I got to San Francisco, I had to recheck it. So I had to drag it around San Francisco. There's, um, I think there were two places where I could have given them it to put it back on a conveyor belt, but I was confused and didn't really know what I was doing. So I dragged that stupid thing all the way across San Francisco airport to the airline counter where I was out of and gave it to them. I did end up getting my suitcase. It was around that time that they shut down security in San Francisco airport because of some kind of, Security um, risk situation. Did not know what it was, so I'm standing in line for security. It's miles long. I have hours before my flight, so I'm not in a huge hurry. I had like a two and a half, three hour layover, mm. but I'm still kind of concerned based on how long this line is. um uh, yeah. so Someone shouts from the front that they're they've shut down Terminal Two completely, and they redirect all of us to the next term, terminal. So everyone, of course, starts running. To get into line. Um, I don't know if you've been to an airport recently, but there's this BS service called Clear Blue where yep. you, you pay them 150 bucks and let them fingerprint you and scan your eyeballs so you can skip the line. I did that. And then once I got through the line, I canceled the membership immediately. Well, I mean,
2: obviously, yeah. if you pay them 150 bucks, you can't be a terrorist. So <laughs> Right? Right.
1: So, These just people in vests, too. They're not yeah. like security professionals they're just trying to get your credit card information in a moment of desperation i was in that moment but i'm also um kind of a jerk so i was like they're like you get the first two weeks free i'm like oh that's plenty of time to cancel this membership before you charge my card so i'm uh, this isn't going to cost me shit so i did that um it's okay they know they have to know they have to know yeah right to.
2: their yeah. goal is to get the it's like it's like with gotcha games their goal is to they don't care about all the people that know enough to just like use the free currency that you get every week. They want the whales that will like pay the 150 bucks because they're like international businessmen that travel 85 times a month. Or they're elderly.
1: Because you see a lot of elderly people who, you know, they don't want to stand in line. They're worried. And they're, I, I feel bad saying this easy to take advantage of in these sorts of situations. They're not going to be as computer literate to sign up there and cancel their membership. So Um, watch out for your grandma if she ever says she flew in and she got through quick with clear blue. Like you need to oh, get on- That
2: that that literally happened just a, a couple months ago. Yeah. Her first her first trip to the airport in like a decade. And yeah. And you're like, okay, Jeez.
1: thanks, grandma. Please give me your phone because I'm gonna <laughs> save you from being because char- it's like 150 bucks a month. Yeah. It's not yeah. just like per trip. They they're hoping yeah, to too. get you the whole time and they're expanding to multiple airports, and it's all because American Security Theater is so much bullshit that someone found a way to make money off of it so i get through security again because i've already done security in japan at this point um and then i'm walking down the hallway and there's just a big conglomeration of people not nothing to be concerned about right there's literally hundreds of people stopped in this hallway they have one tsa agent i felt real bad for her to be honest who was holding this entire wave of people from going any further down this hallway to gate C and D in the San Francisco airport because of this security incident? Would you like to know what the goddamn security incident was, James?
2: Was it an unattended bag?
1: It was an unattended bag in the food court. It's a bag an that. Unattended bag. It was an unattended bag in the food court that could have had an incendiary device inside of it.
2: Now, is, that, a, go- is that code
1: for vape? Was it like a <laughs> vape pen in there? Or like a. a a lighter or something. Right. Any of those sorts of things. So of course they had to like blow it up and ruin everything due to this. Now keep in mind if this bag was in the food court in Gates D that means that bag went all the way through security before this happened. Like yep. It was a check bag that someone left on accident and they brought in this fucking police to, to deal with it. They probably had a dog smell it or something, shut it every- It wasn't shut down that long. It was shut down long enough that some people flying out of gate C did end up missing their flight. They just took off without them, um, which so you can feel the swell of, there was some swelling of anger going on in this hallway as the tension and stuff rose. And I'm like leaning against a pillar. Like I still have about an hour until my flight going, I will either make it through this or I'm going to be trampled to death. Like there, there is like this vague sense of like, is there going to be a riot? Is there yeah. going to be a riot in the airport? Like, I, I don't trust any, I don't know any of these people. They'll kill me if they, you know, get angry enough. Like, what what's happening here? Um, and it was just, uh, yeah, it was it was just an unintended bag in the food court. They let us all in, but it was enough to delay flights. Uh, some flights were canceled. I was lucky enough that my flight was not just straight up canceled. Like, yeah okay no I, I heard that happening can- flights getting canceled people having to go up to the uh the counter to get reassigned or whatever um my flight that was supposed to leave at like 1 30 pm did not leave until eight because because oh. they were just like, hey, you know, I don't know how the airline decided to um prioritize which flights over which like I was w- supposed to be like the next flight going out when security started but because of the backup they're like we're just gonna push all you guys till the very very end and the people going to vegas we're just gonna go with the people going to vegas first i don't i don't know what the logic is they've given me 150 credit to make up for it which hey, oh, there we go there
2: we go 150 dollars. it's a whole month of clear blue <laughs> so <laughs> there we go pays for itself really yeah yeah it's
1: for itself so that was um, that was my return return trip ba- uh, trip back. You have to realize again at this point I had been up for over twenty four hours because I had yes. flown from. I did not sleep really at any. You traveled point back this- in time. I traveled back in time, and it just kept it just kept going. Um, and I'll be absolutely honest with you, I was pretty mad at some of the staff. I I'm not one of those people who like is going to go up to the customer service desk and be like, well, blah, 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 blah," because I mean, the bag thing is beyond their control. But just like, just like as a tip, um, if you have people in this situation, and you're the crew for the airplane, um, maybe not the best to let me personally know that you were able to go back to your hotel and take a nap.
2: You're going to be so
1: mad at me, but I was able to go back to my hotel and take a nap. And you must just be fried because you came in from Tokyo. Thanks, bro. uh, Co-pilot asshole.
2: Um, Good for you. Yeah. Now, this is is kind of an obscure anime reference, which is appropriate for the podcast. But we've all wanted to be Steve Martin from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. (laughs) Um, And the scene where he yells at the airport lady, um, and unloads a barrage of, of incredibly cathartic but ultimately pointless curses on her because everyone has been that person at the airport where you are surrounded by the feckless bureaucracy of a completely apathetic system and uh, the only thing keeping you from your home and your loved ones are dozens and dozens of people that are not being paid enough to know or care about whatever the hell is going on at any given time. So, yeah, that. Yeah. But Japan was fun, right?
1: Japan was great. Hey, Hell so, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. If you go over to um, Anime News Network, I've been updating as quickly as I can. Some of these articles, low key, have been published later because of um, more bureaucracy and approval processes that have to uh, happen in Japan. So um, hopefully, the next update will be out tomorrow, assuming that I get the okay. Um, and you'll read it and you'll know exactly who i was waiting on at the time but i'm not going to put it on record here on the podcast they're not going to listen to it but you know i'm i'm still beholden to um certain decorum if you can believe that so anyway
2: that <laughs>
1: from the powers that be so if you go over to anime news network we've got anime aunties do japan which i was informed if was translated directly we would be called Obachan. in that case um i just want you to know we are onesans okay we are not obachans on this podcast. Um, aunties does not denote the same age in direct translation so if you were to translate this just know um we are 36 not yet in our 50s i yeah. will fight you okay um so this is this is day four i just um i talked to james he said this one was the most fun but really go read the whole thing and pick your favorite uh, this is okay. when jack Jackie and I went to Akihabara and we recreated photos from Steins Gate, screenshots, like one for one. Um, this day was particularly interesting because, I mean, Akihabara is amazing. Of course, we went through a bunch of stores and spent money on on little gotcha toys. We went to a gotcha pawn hall to see what kind of uh, great character stuff we could get. They had a retro Trigun one in there, which was just oh. amazing
2: and I was gonna say there, there is there is the whole. I don't know how much you were keeping up with the the great Trigon saga that has been occurring over here mm. while you were gone with mm-hmm. the Biggles Dickles Wolfwood.
1: I do know about Biggles Dickles Wolfwood. Yeah, um, so that very... broke right before I left. Regarding that, um, that novel. This is how you lose the time war. Is that the name yeah. of the title? Yeah, um, and that you know made its way all the way to Studio Orange. Uh, Low-key, I met with them while I was in Japan, so I got to ask them personally if they'd finished reading the book. <laughs> they, ha- they haven't. So uh, yeah, uh, we found Retro Gachapa Machine. I pulled Trigun Maximum color version of Vash, out here, which is why he looks like a zombie. I guess I haven't read. Yeah, Tiger I, was, I was
2: I didn't recognize him with the blue hair and the, the dead skin. But yeah,
1: I, I didn't know that this was like a color variant from the manga. I thought because it was an old machine at first that maybe like the paint, was
2: discolored,
1: <laughs> the face is just horribly discolored. No, uh, apparently he he gets zombified looking in uh, that version of the manga, and then Jackie pulled my boyfriend, uh, Legolas, not Legolas. Legolas is an elf elf <laughs> uh legato blue summer and so we, yeah. we we swapped so I got to bring legato home and she, she took my my vash. So we pulled those. Um if you look at here's a picture of like everything I i pulled and Jackie pulled from the uh Gachapa machine. So I got uh fuckboy Ila on Ceres from <laughs> the Witch from Mercury. Gachapon, I was pretty sad. Somehow even
2: fuck boyer in chibi form. (laughs) How is that?
1: that I don't know how, but it's so smug. Uh, Oh, for the comments, I'm not sure that he's legitimately zombified. I just feel like that's a good description for what his colorization looks like. Um uh in in this version of Maximum. I don't know why his skin is green. It could be he could be not undead at all. It just he looks like a zombie to me. Um so anyway, yeah, I got Elon Sari's acrylic stand. Um, I got the little angry dude from Demon Slayer. Uh, he doesn't stand up, he's meant to like hold on to like your charger wire or something. He's one of those wire holder ones. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I got right. a sleep-
2: Is it yeah. Genya? Uh,
1: okay. yeah, I think so. I looked it up, I looked it up and I actually wrote his name in here. It's um, yeah, Genya Sh- 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 Shinazugawa. There we go. Is okay. And I, um, we got a power key chain. Um, We got Charlotte Katakuri from One Piece, and I got a Sleepy Slowpoke. Not pictured. Jackie got a Sleepy Clefairy. uh, So was Horse Girl anime still one of the most advertised anime franchises? Um, They did have a lot of Horse Girl Gashapon when when we were in there. Uh, We didn't pull for that one specifically, but there is still Uma Musume. I think I saw some Subway ads as well um, of Uma Musume. But I also saw a lot of
2: Oshinoko. Hmm. ads while i was while i was there I'm, I'm sure subway doesn't have the same reputation there that it does here i just i don't know how much our subway would want to be like just plastering horses all over <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> right. right there's
1: a lot of anime stuff uh, on the subway as far as like little little ads there was also um a lot of breath of the wild not breath of the wild tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom yeah so saw a lot of tears of the kingdom uh, Ella oh, yeah. says he doesn't recognize the one with the pink hair in the center. That is Charlotte Katakuri from One Piece. I also didn't recognize him, but I, I had to Google him. So he's one of the big mama pirates, I guess. I don't watch One Piece. Sorry, guys. So I can't give you like a lot of insight into who he is. But yeah, that's what we pulled from Gachapon. Um, it was really fun. They had a Gachapon for everything. If you didn't like anime, you'd get tiny desserts. There were bugs, lizards, um, all sorts of stuff.
2: That you could, you could. I'm, I'm assuming there. you like little dessert toys, right? Not like actual, like edible. Yeah, nothing edible. No. That'd be kind of cool, right? Like just yeah, me, you know, drop in five five yen, you'd, or I guess it'd be 500 yen. You don't know yeah. what you're gonna get, get. A little cheesecake.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear this. We can't.
2: I can't. But I can. I can feel the fun vibes coming. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So this is when I pulled here. Let me let me let me get you guys some some sound here.
2: Uh, hold on. So you did can they have any crying Suleta because I feel like that is quickly becoming the show's true mascot. Is sobbing they, Suleta? They did not have crying Suleta, so
1: the stream there is warning me about sharing my audio. I know what I'm doing, guys. It's okay. Okay, all right. We are at. Akiba's biggest Gashapon haul. We're gonna see what kind of haul we can get from these Gashapon machines. Really proud of that. I'm starting with I'm hoping for Soletta, to be honest. This is Gundam Witch for Mercury. Super popular right now. Oh no, we want ghoul. You want
2: ghoul. I want ghoul, yeah. Is it ghoul with the bad hair or ghoul with the good hair? Good hair. (laughs)
1: Okay.
2: We're gonna have to talk about his hair this week because
1: you're gonna to, to let his mom or something. I'd be okay with Prospera as well. I got Elon, I got the fuck for it No! Elon's the worst. I'm gonna tell myself it's original Elon and not uh, original Elon,
3: yeah. what's Elon right.
1: for. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, so there's little videos like that throughout the the write-up and we're editing some some more videos as we go uh one of the first ones that we've got up there if you go to our twitter instagram or tiktok is a uh, demon slayer irl because we went to asakura which is this it's a huge uh buddhist temple and it's kind of a tourist trap to be honest but it's got a lot of like stalls with traditional things you can buy you can do a fortune i got the worst fortune of my entire life while i was there it basically told me that like all the freelancers are going to rise up and destroy me and not to make any like major life decisions because they'll all be bad. Like don't get married. If you're waiting for someone to return like your affection, it's not going to happen. It was, it was
2: like, they didn't mention the San Francisco airport at all.
1: I, you know
2: what? Maybe that
1: was it. Maybe.
2: Maybe that was it. I tied it off to
1: undo the bad, the bad juju and it must not have worked. So
2: Anyway, well, I will just... say we we did put the kibosh on our planned uprising, so maybe it all just diverted to. <laughs> you guys are the plotting airport. that while
1: I was gone. And you're like, now's our time. Your,
2: your casual discussion. I mean, more water cooler talk more than anything, you know. Right.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, we also went to uh, a Liberty, which is um. Uh, there's multiple ones of these, and they they sell Gotchapon toys for cheap. So like, here's some cute Anya's that we could have bought. We also went to Super Potato. Super Potato. I don't know why it's called Super Potato. Super Potato does not have potato chips. It's it's a, a retro video game store. It so has like microchips <laughs> it has microchips, and uh, anyway, they had like like I said, you can see here in this picture. Oh, Is that a
2: Super Famicom? Yeah. Oh my god, I want one.
1: Yeah, Famicom, Nintendo 64 controllers, uh, old Famicom cartridges uh, for the Super Nintendo, um, all that kind of stuff. I could uh, never be
2: allowed there. I would spend all uh, of my money on stuff I would never touch.
1: Yeah, I somehow managed to walk out only with fat Kirby hair clips. So I have some hair clips <laughs> of Kirby where he's obviously inhaled some kind of enemy, so he's super fat. And I I wore those, but we went to the Hedgehog Cafe. But it was it was super cool. Um, yeah. And then we also went around Akihabara and recreated uh, Steinsgate Gate uh, screenshots here, where I was uh, Kurisu and Jackie was Okabe because she's taller. So I was gonna say
2: that does fit with the with the high vibe. Discrepancy. It does fit yeah,
1: there. yeah. So um, Richard Eisenbeis, uh, one of our editorial a Tokyo correspondent, um, helped us do these. Um, most of it, I mean, is pretty one for one. The only one that's different by quite a bit is this bottom one at the bot, or this one at the bottom that uh, because that building itself has been rebuilt since they tear stuff down and rebuild it in Tokyo all the time. Um, and so the sign doesn't extend all the way across anymore like it does in the original because now they put a, a advertisement screen there. Uh, Quanti 5 says, any car vore Kirby over there? N- n- no, but we did go to the Kirby Cafe and g- they only allowed us to get four. We got four desserts. We weren't able to get the car Kirby desserts. And Jackie and I tried them all and then ranked them. And there'll be a video of that later about like what are the best Kirby desserts at um, the Kirby Cafe in Tokyo. It's inside Tokyo Station. There's this area called Character Street. And they've just got a bunch. They've got a Common Writer store. They've got a Shonen Jump store. Um, a TMS store, I think. Uh, Kirby Cafe. All this uh, pre cure, all this other kind of stuff there—that's um, really cool. We also went to um, a maid cafe. This is the at home cafe in Akihabara, and it is fancy. They—I was having Akiba maid war uh, vibes the entire time. They even like they moe moe Kune is real. Like they moe moe cued water. Was. They moe moe Kune me. They did a whole like song and dance routine that was really cool up on stage, a lot like what you see. And I think. the the opening sequence of Akiba Maid War. Um, We had two maids. They were premium maids, which was like S tier. Um, Their names were Chimu and Meru Meru Kion or something like that. I think she just goes by Melon or something. Anyway, they were both really cute. Um, Made us fancy drinks, made us Fancy desserts. You got the ketchup art. We got ketchup art. In this case, it's a usagi on there. And I watched, they did that right in front of us. Um, did they taste got... better knowing how much
2: love they were made with?
1: They did. So did our. Oh, sorry, that's loud. But.
2: No, I'm not going to lie. Of all like the themed restaurant. Attractions, I feel like made cafes are the ones that would be the most delightful. Just yes. of the the commitment to the bit.
1: Oh yeah, they're fully like in character the whole time. Um, they're great performers. And one of the cool things that they told me about is that uh the there's not as much gender disparity between customers now. It actually here it it's more 60% female, 40% oh, yeah. male going to the cafe. And um part, one of the management told me that a lot of them are girls who have moved to Tokyo from more rural areas. And so they come to visit with the maids and like get makeup advice and fashion advice and kind of get like up to speed on pop culture. Um, but this is how we powered up our water with Moe.
2: I mean, that just seems like a great time. I, it I was, heard, it was just, yeah. it was just so much. fun. How, how are you not going to have fun?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got a uh, official card with my name written on the back that says I'm a level one princess because you're either, you know, a Joe sama or Goshuji ji sama um, So I'm a officially a level one princess, but I think the more you go, you actually can level up your card kind of in the same way you do an American Express. So you go from like a level one bronze up to like a silver or gold. So I was thinking or- about like all the platinum cards
2: where you yeah. get a little stamp and... You get yeah. a free froyo after 10 visits.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was just uh, super fun. The food was actually pretty decent. I would say, like, better than a Denny's, but
2: not by a lot. You know, you're yeah, I mean, there. You're there for the social exper- experience, you know. Was it super expensive or was it, you know,
1: um, like, was it
2: worth the value is, to, to cost? It is
1: probably more expensive than a regular family restaurant. But I feel like for the experience you're getting, that makes sense. And... We also, uh, I mean, it's a pretty high in demand made cafe. I was told some people wait like six hours. Oh wow!
2: Okay. So wow. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess and,
1: plus
2: there's no there's tipping culture there, so they just there is no tipping culture. Pay their workers a living wage, which is yeah,
1: you just pay what's on the check, like I, which is nice. Um, also during this trip, I, I I misplaced my cell phone on this particular day. Uh, I left it in the bathroom at where I was staying, but um, I didn't know that at first. And we'd been setting down our bags and stuff a lot to take those Steinsgate pictures, so I was terrified that I had just you know misplaced my Galaxy S twenty three Ultra that I had had for less than a month in Akihabara and. With the way things are now, like if I don't have my phone, I can't do any two-factor authentication. I can't get into my work email. I can't get into Discord. I can't get into um anything. Uh, so we had to like contact my husband, who got, did the find your device on my uh, uh computer here, and he's like, "It's in Tokyo," and I'm like, "That's not helpful." Can you send me a screenshot? Like maybe something a little more specific. Tokyo is like the size of an entire U.S. state. This is a it's a, it's a
2: famously large city.
1: Yeah. I would go beyond and say it's not even a city it's like a mega prefecture. Yeah. yeah 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 actually Tokyo itself extends into three different prefectures
2: Oh yeah that's right <laughs> so my, my, needs- my 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 Japanese geography lessons are coming back to me Yeah
1: yeah so it's huge um he was able to tell me exactly where it was in Tokyo and I was like okay that's not Akihabara that's that's where I'm staying while I'm here so um, I probably left it back in the apartment. But just, you know, for anxiety's sake, I bounced at that point. I had a business meeting later that afternoon anyway. So it gave me a couple of hours of downtime before I had to go uh, go to that. I uh, recovered my phone. But in the meantime, uh, Jackie went to the Real Sailor Moon Shrine. So we've also got some comparison photos of those up there, which is really cool. I did not know how one for one this is um again read the article if you want to see them larger but there are two Sailor Moon shrines actually there's the one that in the original manga and then was used for crystal and then there's the one that was the basis for the 90s anime and they're they're different. Um
2: I can only imagine how much heaven she must have been in just going oh, to, to yeah. walk in the shoes of the Sailor Scouts.
1: Yes, yes, Jackie um gave a really good write up there about her her experience and how like emotionally fulfilling it was to go there, given how part um, how big a part that place was for her childhood and mine too. So I am kind of sad that I missed it, but you know, things happen. Uh, LFR, now, as, you-
2: as someone that has been um planning a, a trip to Japan that will hopefully happen before the end of the decade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how was uh for, um, for foreign travelers, how easy is it to get around the city and, and navigate? You can is use it- Google maps. Sweet. You can just, you can totally just use Google Maps.
1: I paid for um, an international plan for while I was gone. So I had, you know, so it basically, I used Verizon, but it off, I was basically through the SoftBank um, satellite system while I was there. So I had, I, I didn't actually need a Wi Fi box. You can get a Wi Fi box at the airport when you land to take around with you so that your phone works. Okay. Um, but, People have their preferences, like some people will fight you on like what you should be using to um, plan your subway trip, but Google Maps works for me. So you just, just plug it in there, it'll tell you what platform the train is on, like what line and what platform, which is the two things you really need to know to make sure you're going in the right direction. It'll tell you how many stops you're riding for, where you're getting off at, what exit of the station to head for if you have a connecting sub, you know, connecting train to get on or which exits closest to your destination. Extremely easy. If you've used Google Maps to navigate New York, you can do it in Tokyo.
2: Does it tell you what to do when strangers fall asleep on you on the train? Does it have like auto translate like phrases? Uh,
1: So two other things, actually, uh, you can use Google translate and to get the text up if you wanted to ask someone a question because you're not fluent. Um, you can also use Google Lens on there, which is really useful if you have something that has instructions, like you bought, oh, yeah. you bought a cup noodle at, um, at Family Mart and you don't know how long to cook it or whether you can put it in the, some of these, you can't put them in the microwave. You, they want you to boil water in a kettle. Um, you can use Google Lens and it will give you a rough enough translation that you won't totally screwed explode
2: up. The, explode the, the hotel microwave
1: yeah and i so like i use that on the appliances it was like okay so i want to wash my clothes while i'm here um what button starts the wash or like what button do i need yeah. to press to get the full laundry cycle on there and i could just take a picture with google lens of the um interface and it, it'll Ooh. just put it'll just put text on top of the kanji to tell you
2: did you have to use the uh, the clothesline dryer, or do they have a dryer there?
1: I hung my clothes out on a clothesline on a hot yeah. day, like a
2: like a real
1: yeah, That's like real experience. Yeah, clothes are pretty starchy when you air dry them, though they're they've got a weird stiff feeling mm-hmm. to them. But it was it was either raining or really hot when I was there. there was I can't no imagine how clean. long that
2: must take in a, in a country that humid too. Like
1: oh god, yeah, there was one day where it was really hot, and so I put them out in the morning. I uh, got the awkward eye contact with one of my neighbors who saw me hanging my laundry. And that's when I was like, I think I'll just hang the underwear in my bathroom and not outside leave the window open. It's, you know, let's uh, Now You can
2: empathize with all those anime characters so much more when they're like wondering what to do with their (laughs) their undergarments and clothesline. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James, you brought up, someone did fall asleep on me Um, on my last day, Saturday before flight held. Um, I went out to Shibuya to do karaoke with a friend who just happened to be in Japan at the same time as me. So we went and did like real Japanese karaoke and a karaoke box place. It's called Rainbow Karaoke. Um, I think they're a franchise. They also have free soft serve ice cream. So that's mm. just a bonus. Um, but they had the whole thing where like there's a phone in there and you have to call in your order and then they bring it to you and all that other kind of stuff. And we stayed out until the last train. I barely made the last train, which would have been horrible because a taxi would have been pretty friggin' expensive. I would have had to try to use Uber in Japan to get back if I'd missed the last train. Might have train. been
2: Adekawa, though. That would have been cool.
1: <laughs> I might have. We kept joking about there being a walrus in a taxi somewhere while we were there. Um so I made the last train. Uh people just get drunk. Like there's a there's a whole subculture like it's not healthy. Like we could really get into it if you wanted to about don't get
2: trashed with your boss after work. Are you really? You're never getting that promotion. Yep,
1: (laughs) yep. Never getting that promotion. So, um, I was on the last train back to, and I had quite a few stops from Shibuya to where I was going, and um, this man gets on the train. He is blitzed. He is like not non commutative he's like using two hand holders because there's no places to sit um right in front of the guy in front of me so me and the guy sitting across from me we are having like a full-blown eye contact conversation because i don't speak fluent japanese um and i'm worried about him because the drunk dude you know he's he's a bigger guy and i'm like if this dude like falls on this is actually going to be an issue like it would be difficult to like remove this yeah, off of yeah. another human being if he was dead ass drunk on top of them um he does not fall on him although he gets pretty dang close and then uh people leave and so i scoot all the way over and he sits next to me uh, and i'm like i know what I'm, i knew my fate as soon as that happened I'm like this guy is gonna fall the fortune asleep on tried me. to
2: tell you <laughs> it, did, it tried <laughs> to tell tried
1: me to tell you. <laughs> it tried to tell me so we're we're um there at first it's just sort of like you know the the bobbing motion and then his hand is like dead weight and it's like on top of the the outfit I'm wearing it's not like it's not like on my leg but it's like right there like where I have to kind of like pull my and every time something like this happens me and the guy across from me make eye contact and I'm just like making a face like oh my god like that's how we're communicating I have one stop left and then, and then it happens. Like, so he was only on me for one stop, but it was full on like dead weight head on my shoulder. I am in the seat close to the barrier, so I cannot scoot further away. I'm just oh, no. squished. And um, I'm like, okay, uh, my stop is in like a couple minutes and I'm going to have to like suddenly get up and I, this guy's going to fall off of me maybe he didn't but he woke up he woke up when i got up and I, and then you know he had the space to himself but it's like but there were people drunk on there when i was on my way out to shibuya so like i'm meeting people in shibuya at nine so i'm on the train because it's quite a few stops um at like eight thirty, and there's a guy who's already completely drunk holding a beer can just like dozing off i'm like when did you get started
2: like, you did you pre-game
1: stopped. before you got on here? Like, what that's is the, going
2: That's the secret. You just don't stop. You just can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Don't stop.
1: Hmm. So, anyway, there'll be continued updates um, on the Anime aunties blog as we go. We're also going to have some spotlight articles that'll go way in depth, like about the Tokiwaso Manga Museum, which is really cool. Um, the Yokohama Gundam, Life Size Mo- Moving Gundam will be in there. Um, more probably about Mandarake. Um, just some of the really cool places we've hit up. So that's, that's what I've been up
2: to. I clocked a lot of overtime hours
1: <laughs>
3: so I worked
2: the whole time I was there. Well, um, a drunk man falls asleep on you in a, in a foreign country subway, you get overtime. That's the rule. Yeah, that's the rule. I'm sure that's, that's I think that's a law. I'm sure that's a law. If not Biden, get on it. Make
1: it, happen. <laughs> make, it make it happen. But, um, so I didn't watch any anime while I was in Japan, like legit did not have time. I was asleep by like 9 PM every
2: single night, other than, you know, the one time I went out to, uh, Shibuya. No, if I was in Japan, I wouldn't even be trying to catch any anime. I'd just be wanting to watch all those variety shows. Yeah. I didn't watch any TV. That's the only thing I feel like I missed is I didn't watch any TV,
1: but Hey, I found out that, um, there was like a recap episode of Gundam, Witch from Mercury. So I was really only one episode behind. Like and it's really... yeah, it's true, it's yeah, true. I didn't have to do much much catch up. Um, but, yo, Soleta's
2: going through some shit, right? Yeah, we thought she hit rock bottom last week, but it turns out she hadn't yet been abandoned by her entire family and left to drift alone in space. So now that she's gotten through that, I'm pretty sure that we have, in fact hit rock bottom, so what do you think is like, where do you think her character
1: arc is going? Cuz I've seen a lot of people like even suggesting that she could come out the full-blown villain in this.
2: Suleta? Yeah. Hmm. you know, I, I I don't know about villain. I have been I've been thinking a lot about that um that ending theme, which mm-hmm. is still brilliant.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you
2: have that that really um incredible cut where um Ariel rips Suleta's heart out. Yeah, you know, and that's what like you know she lets her hair down and she kind of and so I, I do feel like that the ending has really been foreshadowed in this moment where this is going to be kind of the the transformation point where she's sort of forced to grow up. Yeah, um, I'm kind of torn because on the one hand, a, a sicko mode Silento would be that would that could be incredible. Yeah, I would yeah. I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, but on the other hand, I wanted to be happy and get married. And I don't know in the world of Gundam if we can have both.
1: I don't think so, we can have
2: both. I don't think we can have both. I um, don't, I don't I I was surprised at the speaking of kind of villainous turns or or maybe the lack thereof, I was surprised at the warmth that Prosper showed after abandoning her daughter in the middle of space and, and telling her to, to go go off to school and forget about her family and everything she's ever known. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she like she seemed genuinely sad about having to to kind of having to cut the apron sewer. strings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which
2: I thought it was interesting seeing how like kind of cartoony villainy she's been. Otherwise, yeah, you can tell she
1: actually had doubts because she asks Aries, She's like, "Are you sure we can't just like bring her with us?" But it seems like both of them think like Suletta deserves not to have this conflict uh, forced upon her. Um, someone in the uh, the chat also asked if Suletta is a clone of Ari or Aries' little sister. Um, I came away from the episode thinking she's a clone, and that she may yeah. not even be the only clone.
2: It was weird because there was that sh- the the one thing that confused me about that was there's the shot where it shows. Um, Prospera, who's I, I keep forgetting her not villain name, but Aries' mom.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, she's kind of like uh, cradling the the Gundamified presumably Airy yeah. right and then it, there's a shot of like little little baby in a basket, like yeah. off to the side. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, is that Suletta, or was the the was the baby that? Prospero was cuddling. Was that one of the other <laughs> clones that had gotten sucked up into the Gundam and uh Suleta just happened to be the, the one that, you know, got to say outside the robot?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've seen some talk on Twitter of people suggesting that maybe all of the gun Gundarm bits have their own little clone baby thing in them. Like it's not just I, I like I think
2: so, yeah.
1: So that would mean there's there's Quite a few that maybe were made while ariel was continually developed um mr a just brought up a a good point so is being objectified and infantilized by everyone who thinks it's okay when they kill people but not okay when she does it i think that is a good point so everyone is making decisions for saletta without her input here everyone thinks they know what's best for her so initially it was using saletta to for Prospera to enact her revenge on Rembrandt for what he did to her family, to her husband and and to Ari. And then it was Ari you know, siding with Prospera on not making Suleta fight anymore so she can live a normal life. And it's Mio Rene deciding that, you know, Suleta has been brainwashed and she needs to get her away from Prospera so that she can live a normal life. Um, But no one has like leveled with, uh, Saleta about what she wants because I think everyone just assumes that she's too sheltered to really be able to, to navigate the situation on her own so they all have to do it for her and they're not giving her the opportunity to like sort out her own emotions and really think about what
2: she wants. Yeah, it's tough because I think, I think you're absolutely right but I think we're, we're also kind of in the difficult spot where I think this episode makes it kind of clear that she doesn't even really know what she wants. Like, she has her yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, um, right. But, it, it, you know, as Choo Choo points out, being the sassy best friend that she is. Yeah. Um, This is, a, like, grade A Choo Choo material this whole week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she is kind of making decisions for Soletta, too. But, you know, she's she's also trying to, to punch out assholes that are dunking on her friend. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Choo Choo's one of the points out where it's like, you're just you're just pretending that you're all right with how things turned out because you've internalized this idea that like, oh, well, obviously I did something wrong. I failed. I didn't live up to all these other people's expectations. And so I feel like at least, even though Choo Choo is also kind of saying, you need to go talk to Meereen. You need to go. She's at least trying to push Suleta towards her own agency, right? She's trying to say, you need to like talk to this girl and tell her how you feel, and tell her what you want, so that you're not just sitting here in the tomato garden pretending like you're not deeply depressed. Because right. anyone that saw that ramen bowl you made knows that you are deeply depressed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just thought I'd put everything on top of it. I've quit caring
2: about what I'm putting in my body, and I mean, to be honest, I look—I probably would have eaten that ramen bowl, but I would too. But I mean, I wouldn't—I I, I wouldn't necessarily be smiling with delight. I'd, I'd be sitting there going, "All right, I'm making a choice."
1: Yeah, and that um, choice is carbs. Yes, <laughs> uh, Leebug said I felt so fucking bad as soon as we see her still in the greenhouse. I felt really bad about that too. Like, mere, like that shows how deeply in denial she is because her, you know, the person she had made her her wedding Pinterest board all about threw everything back in her face, said that she was using her, and then she gets up the next day and
2: she's still taking care of her tomatoes.
1: Nah. Like you for not a guy processing with processing, for a
2: guy with the shittiest haircut in in the galaxy, might might I add? Yeah. There's one shot in this episode where the hair—I can kind of see what they were going for, but there are some where it, it's just a—it's a clown cut like that. This one looks kind of—I can see what they were going for, but there's one like a a, a few a few shots on. I think it's when she and. Uh, or she, where he and Irina are talking to um, Prospera, but it just looks <laughs> like he has like a little fro, like a little cotton yeah. candy fro. It's so yeah. bad. It, this is. I,
1: I mean, don't know. It's, I, don't it's, know I, I feel like
2: it's also
1: cruel. <laughs> what is happening here? What is. <laughs> put saying? him in any of the same shots with Shadiq, because Shadiq is just like, he's a very good looking young man. All right. He's got beautiful hair. He is moisturized. He is cleaned up. Um, he's like charisma personified, which is why he also there's something that feels off about him all the time, right? Like you don't to, trust to him be because better, he's too charismatic.
2: Me, and Rina's hair also looks really terrible in this shot too. <laughs> it does,
1: you know. But she's been she's been rocking that cockatiel thing from day one, like, and maybe she's just too rich for anyone to tell her
2: that it's not working. But she she looks like um... oh my god, what's his name? Uh, the guy from. The Monogatari books whose hair like emotes for him. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, her, looked... her hair is basically like a
1: hand like going over her face yes. like at yeah. this point. like that's it. It's like yeah. fingers you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah cool like
2: I'd be depressed as... if my wife left me for that too. <laughs> <laughs> for that chewed right. up bubblegum hair like like I, would, I be, also, would be upset.
1: I also feel like has Choo Choo's hair
2: like gotten Bigger. I, I, that shot, I, I you know, um, I think it's I, like obviously the artists are doing incredible work, just keeping the show functional. Yeah, uh, on or, a week by week basis, and um, you know, on model and off model, I, my argument has always been that that only really matters if you notice it enough for it to be distracting. Yeah, I, I think we're kind of like right on the edge of, on the one hand it doesn't really matter that her hair is fully like five times the size of her skull. Um, but on the other hand, <laughs> I don't know. Proportions. I don't know. I don't know how, I think she has to have a spine of adamantium yeah, in order to not be suffering from like constant, like pinched nerves, whiplash like that cannot be healthy. Yeah. Unless it's like some kind of anti-gravity thing.
1: Yeah. She's, well, but, I mean, she's got to have like, pretty springy hair in there i feel like because like i have thick dark hair um but it's and it but it's coarse and the curl isn't the curl isn't as tight as pr- what i assume choo choo has because if i put buns like i've done two buns on the side obviously nowhere near that big but um legitimately your scalp will start to hurt when you have a significant amount of hair like yeah weight up on there like i've i've had ponytails where i pulled it out and i've like had to massage my scalp afterwards just because it was too heavy and so Did she those... has like
2: the the 23rd century equivalent of a bumpet but like
1: <laughs> right
2: like five times as big just like implanted into her skull yeah, like yeah. just two mcdonald's arches sitting on there holding okay. it up because otherwise <laughs> i don't know how it would work i don't know how she does it uh andrew
1: mcgee said has anyone seen the setting sheet they used or they created a show how she puts on a space helmet for piloting. It's wonderful. Um, please drop that in the comments on the YouTube video. Cause I would love to see that. I know I've seen her in a helmet and I know the girls like pen their hair. Like, cause we saw Suletta's hair was pinned a certain way when she was in the helmet at the end of this episode. But um, it has choo-choo with a baseball bat with nails in it in case you want <laughs> that's, it. That's just, that's just perfect. That's just, just
2: perfect. She just gives it to Nika and it's like, just beat it down. Just yeah. beat it down and get the helmet on me. Oh, so awesome.
1: I, I feel like the last two things we have to talk about is um the very obvious Utena reference in this episode. Whatever, what
2: do you mean? I didn't notice a single Utena reference. Nothing.
3: Um, nothing
2: no, at all. Um, let's see. Oh, was it the completely illogical and insane space confessional?
1: Yes. Yes. So uh, what is yeah. with... They just pulled this out of nowhere. No explanation. I mean, first, I think it's kind of genius to have Haro be like be a therapist in this setting. I think that's actually really good is to have. That's because we all know Haro's a
2: cop. Like it's obvious (laughs) that that thing's a cop. So yeah. Right. Right.
1: Um, But then uh, Celia just comes out of nowhere and is like, hey, I I know everyone's jerks. This is my Haro. And so whenever you ask for advice, like it tells me what's going on. Like so many HIPAA violations going on here. Um, But not explained beyond that. It just exi-
2: It's just a a service. Is that, that a gag? Exists. Like what? I, just, I I mean, like obviously, this is one of those things where I feel like, I mean, I guess if you just have no idea what Utana is and have never seen it, this yeah. probably would have felt kind of random and and completely bizarre. But it it was so obvious. I mean, down to the framing. Yeah. That I feel like it. Ha- I mean. On the one hand, it's revealing kind of plot critical information that this he this is the guy that ratted Nika out. He's the reason that she got arrested. Yeah. Um, but like I if it goes like if they bring this thing back, it's just gonna raise so many questions about just the the cultural hierarchies of of this space station. Like on on orientation day, are you told about the Haru Confessional? Are you told that like if you betray your teammates or or otherwise commit any unforgivable, you know, violation of the social contract, hop into this little room and, and spill your secrets to the robot? We promise we won't tap? Like, why yeah. why why is this room here? I like, mean, why does it I exist? Mean, most
1: high schools and even middle schools have a school counselor. So I feel like it's like <laughs> Right? The school counselor is this thing. It's this thing. That's kind of that's how I interpreted it. Um, the only thing, I mean, I can as a teacher,
2: it... I can tell you that our counseling systems are are very underfunded. So just making the mascot robot the counselor does This the is actually robot. the AI
1: world that we're heading towards right now. Oh is the... God! <laughs> so, but I mean, they have Cecilia show up, and she. I'm trying to figure out what the setup is here. Is this is this kid going to get blackmailed? Like, is, is she going to use this as a way to, like, sow division within the Earth house? Because now she knows who ratted Nico, Nico, Nika out, and then... She had
2: to have already known, though. She's, like, palsies she with
1: Shadik. With yeah. Like,
2: yeah. she knows.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't understand. But He doesn't know that she <laughs> knows. So, like,
2: she can leverage it, I guess. It's um, know... just, like, they needed a way for us to to learn that information and they thought screw it why don't we just make an utina reference while we're yeah. At it? Like, yeah like we haven't done like, enough of that already right so i mean um, they kind of haven't recently it's been a it's been a while yeah so you know yeah
1: it's just like so this got memed i don't understand how did how did this transfer into celia being drawn as a nun because i saw that and i don't know why I,
2: she's in a confessional and i think someone just oh. drew like a just drew like a transposed like version of the scene where he's in like an actual confessional, when she's like, "Oh, uh, okay,
1: okay." So. Like my brain just didn't make that jump. It was like, "I don't, I don't get it. Why are people drawing her in a habit?" Um, like they should be drawing her in the school outfit for, from Revolutionary Girl, <laughs> Girl <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, be drawing her like a the pink haired guy who
2: was maybe a ghost the whole time or whatever. I don't that's you know that's the one thing i've been disappointed by is we haven't gotten any shadow puppet theater yet no shadow puppet 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 gundam and no ghosts we haven't gotten any ghosts you know um come on well and here's the last question i'll ask about gundam because it actually kind of weirdly ties into my next point okay uh when it comes to the amount of time we have left for shadow puppets and ghosts yeah there's no way this is wrapping up in just like six episodes right
1: I've seen talk of that. Like people like, no, it's going to be 50 episodes. No, actually, I think it's just going to do one core. Was there ever an announcement officially for the episode count of this?
2: I I think there was one of those like Blu-ray announcements where they just, they announced that there would be 26 episodes on Blu-ray, but okay. they've never officially, probably on purpose. Yeah. I don't think they've ever especially, especially, they've never officially specified whether it would be like a a volume one or just a full run. And maybe they were waiting to see whether or not this would be uh, the most popular Gundam series in decades, but it is. Yeah. Like it's
1: making hella money. You guys, like even with like some of the production concerns and the split core, there was talk like it wasn't supposed to be split originally to start with all of that. Like they, the Gundam IP has made almost a billion dollars in this fiscal year yeah. so just crazy and a huge not a like a 25 ish jump from the previous well,
2: i mean year. these the hg models for which for mercury are like the fastest selling i, I want to say ever or like in like you know yeah they were selling ever- out of
1: aerial models like like crazy yeah. and they said that you know they kind of met the what they were trying to do here which was expanding the audience they've again they've drawn in a larger the audience demographic. so they've drawn in more women and younger people with this version of Gundam I know that that was kind of controversial that they did a school setting and a dueling system
2: and it wasn't quite as like green stars a girl (laughs) with like cooties and stuff yeah yeah getting cooties all up in our Gundams
1: But it's been a success, so I have a hard time thinking, you know, that they would cut it short if they planned originally for it to be longer. As far as, like, how that'll be paced out, I don't know. I do feel like in six episodes we can get some sort of kind of satisfying character arc conclusion yeah. for Soleta, but I don't know about, like, wrapping everything up, especially with all the, like, now they're getting involved in the... There's like a
2: civil war. There's a civil on, war
1: yeah. going on, and Prospera's, like hey, I know you only wanted to use this for medical technology, but no one's going to trust you if you don't show what your Gundam can do. So you need to get in there.
2: Yeah. I've seen some people say that, that, and again, this is all speculation, but that maybe the idea was to set it up so that if we had to end it in 26 episodes and like a movie, we can get through most of the character stuff and then, you know, we can save, like, the Earth stuff for, like, a season two if we get there. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of how it's being set up, where, I mean, it seems like they might get to Earth by, like, episode 20. Yeah. And then that would give us, like, four to six episodes. But I feel like there's there's so much more that they could do with this setting and the story. And
1: Yeah, I and feel yeah. like the only resolution that we could satisfyingly get with the amount of episodes is maybe like Saletta finally coming around to whatever her next point is in her character arc. I'm expecting that to happen. Yes. But as far as like wrapping up all the politicking and stuff, I would be surprised. So yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, we are running out of time, but we got to talk about Heavenly Delusion because Heavenly Delusion has been so heavy the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, We have taken sort of the stuff going on at the school has definitely taken kind of a back seat for the most recent two episodes. I mean, there's been little hints of stuff I don't the understand. La- the
2: last thing we saw wasn't it that the, a Tokyo and what's his butt are definitely uh, there's they're definitely sleeping together.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Tokyo and, and um, the older guy are definitely having a a sexual relationship at this point, um, romantic and sexual relationship. I'm terrified she's gonna get pregnant. I just feel like getting pregnant under natural circumstances in that setting is not good. And I seen what
2: the babies look like. So,
1: but I feel like those babies are being manufactured by the robots or something. Like, yeah, those are like some kind of clone babies, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I'm worried about her for that. I mean, they have been deliberately not giving them any sexual education, so. You know, if they just sort of go with what feels right, I feel like, you know, that's not going to include any kind of contraception. And there may be
2: only education is not effective. It's not effective.
1: Doesn't work. Don't teach them how
2: to use condoms. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: I also wonder if like them not teaching them about sex ed is specifically because in this current setting, like they are trying to keep natural reproduction from happening for some sort of reason oh god nicholas dupree is here in the chat our manga reader of heavenly delusion and he has let
2: us know that he's currently ah. chuckling under his breath which terrifies me i mean um, it's possible we we. i mean you know the show has been playing coy with the exact like the nature of the kids so it's possible that they all have like weird creepy you know monster spider bits going on and that regular yeah. contraceptives wouldn't even work yeah but um yeah, it's probably not good. I mean, th- the this episode. Uh, so I will say I really like this show. I think it's yes, quite,
1: yeah. I put on Twitter me, again. Don't at me that I think the production and pacing of this show is actually comparable to, if not in some ways more satisfying than Chainsaw Man, but not as many people oh. are watching it. Ooh, here we go. No, no, I don't
2: know. I don't. I'm not going <laughs> to at you because you asked so nice. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, but no, it is incredible. Um, yeah, we're still we're still at the point where the, the, the breadcrumbs that we're getting mm-hmm. haven't quite gotten their hooks in me. Like yeah. I'm interested and I, yeah. I'd probably be, I'd be watching the show even if we weren't covering it, but like this most recent episode, for example, super heavy. Yeah. Definitely made me cry. Yeah. Um, But I'm still wondering, not in a bad way, but in a slightly less patient way than I was maybe 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm where it's all going yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because like with this episode it it felt i think a part of it was it felt so heavy with like the cult yeah and that lady dying i guess i was at first i was like did are they like lying that didn't look i don't think she's dead i was like it was it was it was definitely played as like a joke but yeah i guess maybe she's dead enough for them to start committing wanton slaughter very strange turn yeah um and then that, you know, the um uh, there were a bunch of screenshots I couldn't even get because I figured they would get us kicked off of the platform. Yeah. But um I I I was kind of left wondering and I'm, I'm I'm wondering what you might be thinking is what our like takeaway is is supposed to be when it comes to like the overall kind of big picture of where their journey is is at. Like what right. what were we what, what did we learn or what are we supposed to maybe be theorizing? Sure. So I feel
1: like I mean, we've gotten little stuff going on with the school, uh, like Tao brought up in the comments, like someone is definitely altering the cameras at this point yeah. um, to to hide at least what Tokyo has been up to. And we know one of the scientists is is privy to the fact that she was in the room because he he used CSI forensics to <laughs> like... Zoomed mat- and enhanced, yeah. Zoomed and enhanced her, her boot print to figure out that she was in there, but he doesn't know why she's not on camera or... I should say they we actually still don't know for sure what tokyo's uh gender identity is um so that happened um and we know that you know her their relationship has gotten to be sexual in nature um she or they are not sick like they got scanned because they were having some sickness and they said they just had fatigue so uh we also now know that the disease does turn people into man eaters like that was kind of confirmed like that that was
2: by by the doctor that they met um or was it because it's one of those things where he said they got sick with a disease that would turn you into a man eater and i'm still and i think it's because the the show is playing so much so many of its cards so close to its vest there's a part of me that's still wondering like is it the same disease is it like an it you know is the stuff at the the heaven or the, the, the care facility, is it taking place like at the start of this breakout? Like, is it going to be what leads to the end of the world or is it happening concurrently with what's going on now? Or is it like happening a hundred years in the future? And is yeah. it like a different, is it like a big misdirect? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we still no. don't
1: know about that timeline stuff that we've talked about, like, with the drawings and then the monsters actually become, you know, looking just like the drawings, and if that means there's some sort of connection there.
2: The, the two um, Tokyos, or... The,
1: yeah, that, I mean, I feel like that they are um, the same age because we were still at a point where uh, it seemed like uh, Maru was maybe carried out of the facility and so that they were twins so that was leading me to believe that these are this is happening happening concurrently um someone brought up that tokyo had been puking and things like that and is just fatigued so now i'm i'm really thinking she's prego like i'm really thinking she's pregnant not good not good in this scenario um all of that going on someone brought when up- a
2: presumably female character starts puking out of nowhere in a work of fiction nine and a half times out of ten it's because they're pregnant
1: Yeah. And they also brought up the pill bug, which we haven't, you know, that weird thing that was in the cremated remains. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen anything of that in a while. So that's still really up in the air. Um, It does seem like there's some sort of undercurrent of attempting to commodify man eater parts as a way to extend longevity of life, which we don't really know a ton about that yet. Um, I've mostly still, even though there's like a lot of mystery stuff going on, I've actually mostly been enjoying Maru and Kiruko's relationship developments. Like, there's a lot of fun
2: kind of, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there, right? right.
3: Like, uh, I don't
2: know how I feel about all of the unwanted kissing. Yeah. It, 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 not like it's gotten to the point where it's it's becoming such a recurring thing that it's it's starting to make me like him a little less. Mm-hmm. That he's, like, so insistent on, oh, sh- she's having a delirious panic attack, better make out with her. Where it's yeah, like- I don't know
1: why that was his go-to in that <laughs> particular situation. Like, I could see, like, embracing and, like, strongly holding someone, especially because uh, Kiriko was a danger to themself and maru i don't know why or if thought... it was like if, if it was
2: cpr
1: you yeah know, like
2: it but uh, that's what i thought it was because maybe was they like, were oh, experiencing something kind of, yeah
1: yeah they started experiencing some kind of like panic related like a seizure or something
2: and then he I immediately tries to kiss her again and i'm like dude what do you, <laughs> you do
1: reading si- signals and stuff like i i mean he's he's
2: dumb but i don't know i like i'm not Um, I I like their relationship. I think it's really well done. Yeah. I think that particular moment when like she was, she was very obviously like, I, like I'm having a, a a hallucination, panic attack. I'm really, really scared. Don't kiss me. And then his immediate response is to just try it again. Yeah. And it's less even about the character more about the writing where I'm like, are we supposed to think that he's being too pushy, too aggressive is it supposed to continue on that cute vein that you were talking about where they have this like friendly, almost romantic dynamic, you know, that could go on where I I just, I don't know how to read it, but I do agree that for the most part, it is cute and funny and likable.
1: Uh, My brain just sparked for a second. What if
2: Maru is Tokyo's child? Yeah. I mean, I, and that's one of the things I've been thinking where I'm like, there's, there's going to be, it's it's not going to be as simple as they just walk up to the facility and oh his like long lost twin is there that yeah. doesn't feel like what the show is I mean they even mentioned correct me if I'm wrong did they mention like oh they even made it so that you can like make robots that look like people didn't they drop that line just kind of like oh if they did I don't recall it.
1: I don't recall it
2: but I, I would might not. I might have misread it when the the cultists were talking about like why they hate. technology and stuff right but
1: now we've kind of figured out that everything the cultists were saying is is fabricated right because i mean if they said i think they they were trying to push that to freak people out but obviously obviously the level of technology that the doctor is using is almost like rudimentary um prosthetics and not anything a lot any more complicated than that um so Yeah, um, Theo has a correction. They said that they've been trying to put people's brains into robots, which, and I could see why Kirikou might would believe that given, you know, their own experience, right? Um, But, and maybe they were doing that, but I I don't think like that particular facility was engaging in those kinds of experiments because again, the doctor wasn't even- He was just making
2: hands for people.
1: He was just making hands and legs for people. Like he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he has- a full-fledged medical background at least according to him he said he's not a doctor i don't know if he was being disparaging at himself at that point because he felt bad about not being able to save um the girl who i think they i think they came into the facility together was the impression that i got like that he wasn't working as a doctor and then he got super attached to a patient i think that they were yeah i thought initially they were like a duo either married yeah. or i can't tell by her age or size if married or if it was um a child father father, or like an uncle niece or some kind of familial relationship but um yeah last week's episode actually felt it was interesting to watch because i feel like the overarching thing about it was like death with dignity and like what Mm -hmm. that means and what that looks like and how hard that is which um when i was in high school that was kind of a hot topic because they were just starting to present laws about death with dignity in Oregon.
2: Ter- Terry Shavo, right? That was like the whole Yeah, Terry whole Shavo thing.
1: happened while I was like a junior or senior in high school. Yeah. yeah. Which was um I mean, which was just crazy. Uh yeah. just really really dark uh sad stuff. So, I thought they handled that topic in this episode with a lot of grace to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like it never yeah. really I mean, they they still gave the patient agency, which I feel mm-hmm. like in a lot of you know, if you're just going straight for the heart stuff, they might not even do that. It would just be all about how sad everyone is that it's come to this sort of thing. But um, I was impressed by Maru basically saying, I'm not going to kill her until we fulfill, you know, her requirements, which was
2: moving, you know, moving her however many feet so she could see the sky first. Um, Well, and it really, you know, you mentioned how it it, it at least confirms that the man-eaters are humans, right? Yeah. That that have got gotten some sickness, some disease, and it really, I think, adds a lot of stakes to the whole world. Yeah, because it you see how. I mean, even like retroactively, like it. And my takeaway was that the the girl that they met at the inn,
0: mm-hmm. the
2: reason the reason that he was able to grab her heart the way that he was, was because she was she had that sickness. Yeah. And that she she just hadn't manifested the symptoms yet. That, yeah. that was that's what I thought. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So now it's not just oh, these monsters are bad and killing people. This is something that can happen to anyone. Yeah. And you either you, you there, is, there is no way to die with dignity unless you happen to have a, a kid with magic powers that can yeah. do that for you. But that's like I mean, it's one of those it really does make you think like, would I would I rather die a monster or would I want to like hook myself up to these machines and suffer through that long enough in the hopes that we could find a way for me to go yeah peacefully
1: yeah and um and that seemed like that was like the primary motivation for the doctor too it's not that he was desperately trying to keep her alive it was that he didn't know how to actually let her die in a way that wouldn't involve that that um transformation so um Yeah, I just thought the episode was really well done. I I think uh, Kiriko's like developing like anxiety panic attacks is also being handled really well and some Mm -hmm. of their uh, interactions with Maru and maybe burgeoning feelings even for Maru. I don't know if they're romantic or some of it is actually just um, due to the, the anxiety that they're feeling, you know, like it started with when they went into the hotel room and the Maru wasn't there because he was Mm. off next door, Um, but you know, didn't know that at the time, totally uh, freaked them out, and then when they hallucinated uh, while in the basement and they thought Maru was dead, you know, uh, that felt really real to me, and then, you know, there's sort of this ongoing uh, him having a chip on his shoulder about Robin, which, it's just i i like how it's also just sort of playing with things here like kiriko is a man as far as kiriko is concerned right like that's yeah yeah body is female but is is a man and but it uses that as a reason why they aren't attracted to maru because they're they don't consider themselves gay but then I think it's pretty for, clear that they have some...
2: Some feelings, for Robin, feelings. Mm-hmm. for
1: Robin, right? And I, it almost makes you wonder if, like, they weren't confronting those feelings and so were using their sister more as a surrogate, which is also pretty messed up. But, like, if that was just displaced stuff from...
3: Yeah, right?
2: right? On, yeah. Or, you know, the idea of, like, you know, you have people, um, and correct, uh, forgive me if I, I sometimes mix up the terms, but I believe... Is it demisexual where you're more attracted to like an individual's personality and, you know, who they are and not necessarily, you know, whatever they're walking around in?
1: Yeah, that's that's my general understanding of demisexual is that the the sexual feelings are more dependent on a strong emotional connection to the individual. And that could be regardless of gender. So and that's that's that could be
2: that for 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 him that that's, you know, and uh, unfortunately, you know, they have these, these sort of the, due to the circumstances that they grew up in, the, the person they have the closest emotional attachment to is his sister, which I do not think is something that happens to people that identifies demisexual, but this idea that, you know, they are, they haven't been able to come to terms with, and it could just be that they don't know what to do with those incredibly strong, intense emotions now that they're also going through puberty like twice it's like this weird like you know they're going through puberty mentally and then they're physically in a body that's completely different and all the wires have been crossed and yeah i think it's really interesting the way they're exploring like you know there's a reason that you know he blushes every time robin's name comes up like that's right
1: sure and i mean he he's also caught himself doing some similar things about Maru in more recent episodes too. Mm-hmm. So I d- I do think like there are some things developing there. I'm just worried that it could also be related to some codependency and abandonment yeah. issues too. So I mean it's it's hard to yeah, That line where you said, like, you know, you look so you look so good when you're not talking. <laughs> that was <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really funny. And I mean You ruined it,
2: man. You ruined it. Yeah,
1: you just had to you just had to say something stupid about Robin or And he's couching
2: Robin. it in jokes, which I I feel like is the common response where it's like, you know, it's like the, the way that kids from my generation would be like, oh no homo man. Like, you know, like yeah. I I know like that guy's like good looking, but like no or whatever, right? Like yeah, comfortable yeah. just admitting that someone is attractive to them. Yeah. Um, and so they have to play it off like, oh, I'm just teasing you, man. Like I, I was just teasing you. And it's like, well, oh, I think you You could just like- be nice
1: to your friend regardless and just tell me I look good today, like, hey, I yeah. like that shirt on you, it looks nice. There. Women, I mean, it's socially acceptable for women to do that. And unfortunately that has been um, gay coded for boys. And then the negative association with homosexuality for boys has cut them off from having those same sort of uh, relationships with each other. Um, I hope that that kind of gets remedied into the next generation and people can just start feeling more comfortable about just being nice to one another and not yeah. assuming that it's some sort of, judgment or or uh, uh defining characteristic about their intent so uh yeah it's just I still feel it's really interesting stuff I think you do have a good point that sometimes it feels like not sure where everything is going and not sure how much time we have to play it out the manga is as been stated also still ongoing um and I don't know how close it is to its like overall end game but i i would like to see moving forward like a little more clarity confirmation on on the timeline and also um them finally tracking tracking down the doctor doctor that experimented on uh haruki and and
2: uh kiriko the yeah. the it's, it's a little tricky because i think the 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 outside of the facility stuff it feels very much kind of like um like a kino's journey style yeah. episodic adventure like just all these different facets of this world yeah but then you have it constantly like reminding you there's like a bigger thing going on which i think is yeah. cool yeah but um and it's someone that like you know one of my favorite shows of all time is lost and yeah. so it's not like i'm not opposed to like you know a show teasing up mysteries and stuff i think it's more I'm the kind of guy that really likes to know, like what the framework of a show is trying to be. Yeah. And this almost it it almost feels like we're watching two shows concurrently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's neat. I like it. I'm also Mm -hmm. just wondering. I guess I'm just in that mode where I'm just wondering: is it actually going to pay off?
1: Sure. Yeah, I can see that.
2: I I think it will. I mean, it's been so well done so far, but. Yeah,
1: I I think I think it will. One other like small hint is we saw. Um, the doctor in this episode before, you know, he took his own life. Um, he had like a coin with the same symbol on it as the gun that. Yeah. And so that's, that's also still kind of hanging. Now, around. have
2: we seen that symbol explicitly associated with the, uh, the facility with all the kids? Is that, are we, so, okay. I didn't know if like, are we supposed to think that there that it's all connected specifically to that group? Or could that, could that be something like completely unrelated?
1: It could be unrelated. I mean, I feel, it feels like it would be a nice like tying in point. Um, But, you know, they've been trying to kind of find the original symbol for a while now. And they, they went off to one facility where it didn't even match. You remember that? And they all kind of joked. joked, Yeah. yeah, And they joked about it and like spent the night there. Um, And we also like, so we've got, with the kids in the facility too, like this episode ended with, um, I think her name is Mimiko having a weird dream about being in like encroaching darkness and then a hand pulling her out of it and then feeling like a big sense of relief. She was the one that
2: was, she was kissing her friend, right? She was one of the two girls that was.
1: No, no. No. She's, I think she, she's the one that the boy had a nudie photo of and is attracted to. Right. Yeah. Mimi Hime I said Mimi Ko Mimi Hime so yeah and she's she's the one who seems kind of like a space cadet like she's kind of right because
2: right, she was like she was like oh what would you want to do with me if I was naked you know she's like no, yeah okay right she's she's like, like, oh, you want I it. so you like want
1: to eat me like you know yeah. she seemed completely um
2: gotcha I remember now
1: yeah 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 so something going on with her too but I don't know I, I'm starting to wonder if this facility is going to like equal out to like a whole sexual revolution a la
2: 1960s with these kids or something and they're going <laughs> to... I'm getting like have you, if you've ever read um, um Brave New World. Right. Very, very much in that vein where it's like, you know, the kids are all just you know screwing on the playground during recess. <laughs> uh, it's a weird book. Um, yeah. 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 No, that wasn't presented as a good thing. That was like one of the things that made the society not so great was uh uh lack of, of boundaries for um mm-hmm. children. But um I that I've been getting similar vibes where it's you know you have these kids that are kind of being put in a position where on the one mm-hmm. hand they're kind of being told to not explore these things, but they're also being given what seems to be really intentional, like kind of free reign to just kind of. Yeah kind of you know do whatever like they have like they have superpowers they're they're not being they're not being taught anything and so they're sort of left to you know although I guess maybe it could just be that these scientists somehow didn't think that these kids wouldn't end up being kind of curious about you know their feelings and their uh, yeah it's
1: like how do how do you uh how do you not foresee that (laughs) I mean it's just like normal development yeah uh there are some aspects of it that, other than, like, the weird robot education part, that does feel a little bit like a commune because we also see them all engaging in different, like, art. Or Yeah, they have, like, the instruments. Yeah, like, when kids play in the bassoon, the other one's doing charcoal drawings of weird creatures, you know, like, and there's always... Very, yeah, uh,
2: very wicker man.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's this thought that, you know, well, if no, if there's no economy, no one has any jobs and there's no, like, necessity to, like, train for that you know, what would we do instead? And a lot of people say, well, we turn to art. Well, that's true, but what if you don't let... What if you don't educate them about sex either? And this is sort of the weird combo. And also, you know, the superpowers. But, yeah. What a show. Yeah. Uh, Someone in the comments just pointed out that uh, Dr. Usami was holding the button with a symbol on it. Mimi Hime in the scene near the end was missing a button on her shirt. You guys... If that's true, that would mean, that would mean, oh, fuck with the timeline. So that would mean
2: that maybe the girl who. Is yeah, Mimi Hime the girl with the. So
1: then who. That's,
2: tell... that's what I'm saying is like. It... Well, Someone's then who's be... way,
1: then? Is that Shiro? Is that one of the other kids from the facility? They have the same color hair. As an adult? So that's how the right, timeline they, both have the has... white, they
2: have the white hair.
1: So this would definitely mean then. I think that Maru is Tokyo's kid, and that all that stuff— like that, that stuff in that facility—is happening
2: in the past. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Which would line up with everything we've been saying. These all the little hints are like, like saying, Cry
1: right? all over again, though. Now that I have more context on what character that was that just died.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what I've been wondering. Is like, are we going to like? Because the the show the show has been doing this thing where they're like, all of these characters are kind of they're very casually sort of dropping in like they're from like a different show almost. And they've all been through their stuff mm-hmm. and, and our heroes are just kind of passing through. And I totally, I, I didn't, I, I didn't make the connection specifically to Shiro, but yeah. I was wondering like, are we going to like at the end of this? Cause um, right when um, the, the woman died, it kind of, it showed us what her eyes were like under the bandage and she had like the, the thing. And if, mm-hmm. At first I was like, you know, it's here showing us how much of her body's been lost, but I'm like, are we supposed to like, like, are we supposed to recognize her face or like, is it planting this image for later so that later on we think back and go, oh, like just this girl whose face has been conspicuously hidden this entire time was this person. And yeah, I totally, I'm, I'm, I would bet money that that's going to be the big reveal is that. You know, they're going to get to the facility and it's going to be completely like run down and grown over. And there's going to be some
1: robots still hanging out there or something. And
2: yeah, maybe maybe they'll meet um they'll meet like the guy that that, uh, that uh, Tokyo is sleeping with. But he'll be all like old and depressed and, and stuff. Yeah. And and then it'll. Yeah. 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 or Or I mean, what we're talking about now is like
1: at some point the facility fell apart and all these kids had a big exodus out maybe as young adults and that would have been when Maru left was possibly with Tokyo as an adult or something like that. Um I just got a marriage proposal from Facebook. Hey Kevin remember I'm already married. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> sorry. It's weird. Um yeah, as people are also saying in here that uh he he gave her that eye. I have to now like go
2: back and watch and like compare their eyeballs but like right okay. You see, that's, that's, you know, for all of my kind of um, uncertainties about where the show is heading, the fact that we can talk this much about yeah. a show where when you look at the amount of information we've been given is pretty concentrated, Yeah, that's good writing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Man, now that I know that's uh, that's like how Shiro ends his life and how Mimehime ends, like... Oh, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe, but... Everyone in the chat is giving us ding ding dings like like. Uh, Well, okay, well. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna ignore that and pretend that we don't know anything yet and that it's all still up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some of the man
1: eaters had the same special abilities as the kids. Yeah, so we noticed that earlier. So that timeline is true. That definitely means that fish thing was. was, Yeah. uh, Yeah. What was her name?
2: What was her name? I just call her. I just call her frog girl.
1: Yeah, the frog just, one. The frog so, girl. like, that's that's definitely her. So, thinking of that and knowing about the drawings and everything that we've gotten from the boy who does the drawings, he probably, he has to have some sort of, like, premonition. Precognition, yeah. Precognition, cuckoo, yeah. Some sort of, like, cuckoo is the fish. So, he's got to have some sort of precognitive powers where he's, like, seeing their futures in dreams or something and then drawing it. Man. Oh, God, did he... Remember there was that drawing earlier of that baby with all the machines and everything in it with all the with all the wires and stuff sticking out of it and that oh, yeah. started the whole conversation about why they went and checked on... That was Mimi Hime, probably. Oh, yeah, probably. All hooked up to all the machines and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. God. All right, someone write this all up for Jackie so we can get her up to speed because we're going to, to talk to her about this this week and get her up to speed, right? <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's a yeah. lot. Oh man. So yeah, that was, that was Mimei Himei in the shoot. Which other, now I'm going to watch the, I don't remember if it's the ending of the opening sequence where they show all the, uh, draw. So who's the giant flying whale? There's like a giant whale. Right. In, yeah. In you know, are all of
2: the man eaters that we've seen meant to be like the the different kids from the, you know, is they... the man eater the eight, uh, um, Oh, right. Right. The eight, um, what was his, 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 Haruki. Haruki. Yeah. Uh, the eight Haruki and his Haruki body. Was that one of the? Uh, there's a lot of questions. We're just- yep. Now we've got new different questions that require like going back
1: and rewatching the show. Woo. Uh, all right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for sticking around for this extended episode and listening to me rant about my. Uh, Travel woes to Japan. Uh, Heavenly Delusion remains amazing, and so does Gun Witch and Mercury. If you want to watch either of them, Gun Witch and Mercury, that's on Crunchyroll, and Heavenly Delusion under its Japanese name, which I'm always messing up. It's a uh, Tengoku Dai, you know, Dai, die something. I always miss, mess up those last Dimach- two syllables. Dim- Dim- I think. Dim- I, don't Dim- think Dim- Dim- I don't think it's. I don't think. It's, anyway, it's on Hulu or Disney yeah. Plus, depending on uh, which service you use. So hey, go ahead and um, get cuckoo died dehydrated by weed yeah that's true she did she did all right yeah get caught up uh with us and uh we can uh we can keep go. chatting here we'll be here next week um Jackie may as well if she's not too jet-lagged so thank you all guys all again and we'll see you again next week bye